thank you for tuning in to the Biz Nation podcast. My name is Kerry Zarb and I've been helping business owners just like you go from headache to heaven in a heartbeat for over 20 years. I'll be giving you all the top advice for getting started in your business, but I'll also be speaking with some of the best business minds to inspire you with valuable insights to help you get ahead in your business. If you've ever hit a roadblock or lost your passion, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome back to the Biz Nation podcast. If this is your first time listening, a super welcome to you. I am your host, Kerry Zarb, and on this podcast, we chat to business owners and entrepreneurs that are going to share something super cool with you about their business journey. Today's guest is the amazing Sid Meadows, who is the founder and principal of Embark CCT. Sid is a business strategist and a high performance coach to help entrepreneurs and business owners on their journey to success. Welcome to the show, Sid. Hey, Carrie. I'm so glad to be here with you. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to chat with you today, Sid, because we have so many cool things to talk about because from what I understand, you've been on the journey like many others, you know, moving from the corporate space into your own business. And if it's okay with you, Sid, I'd love to unpack that together to share with the audience today. Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. Awesome. Sid, I I wanted to kick off with, I want you to tell us who you are now and what you do. Would you mind sharing that? Oh, absolutely. So again, thanks for having me here. I'm Sid Meadows and I'm a high performance coach and a business strategist. And really what I do is work with business owners and business leaders in helping them craft their journey towards success. And what I mean by that is everyone's definition of success is different. And so my job as a strategist and and a coach is to help them along their journey to meet them where they are in order to help them get to where they want to go. And sometimes we do that through strategy about where's your business and what's happening with your business. Sometimes we do that with coaching, um, both individual and group. It really depends on what the client needs, but it starts with an understanding of where do they really want to go. Awesome. Awesome. Good explanation, Sid. I appreciate that so much. That's fantastic. And Sid, so that gives us the the who and the what, but what does this look like day to day for you right now? What, what does a typical day look like for you when you're working with your clients? I'm super curious. Can we just say crazy? <laughs> because yeah. it's, a cra- it's a crazy day. No, it's a total crazy day. You know, and what I love about what I'm doing today is every day is different. Mm-hmm. You know, one day I might work with client A, but then not work with them again for two weeks. And mm-hmm. then the next day I might work with client B and C. And so it's really completely different. Every day is different. I, in fact, this is the first one of the first things I do every morning is look at my calendar to actually see who's on my schedule and what's on my schedule so I can kind of mentally prepare for the day. There's absolutely never a dull moment. But I will oh. say... One of the things that I really had to learn to do and be very strategic about doing was putting time on my calendar to work on projects and to work on tasks. 
So if I have a client that needed a report or maybe they wanted me to do some research or maybe I'm reviewing videos for them to give them some advice about their, their education program or whatever they're doing, I block time on my calendar so that I can do that work. So every day is different and coming from the corporate world, I appreciate that every day is different, still structured, but different. Yeah, for sure. Sid, you operate in a calendar space, obviously, because you're checking your calendar each day. Is it Tetris? Does it look like a hot mess? What what kind of system are you using to keep everything kind of in check for yourself? So it is Tetris. Um, and and I use Outlook as the basic platform that I use. I don't use any other thing other than that. And the problem, Carrie, here's the problem. My clients have accessed my calendar. Ooh. And so because I send them a scheduling link when they want to schedule something and I actually have some other stuff that I do where people can schedule time with me and they just grab the link. And so I have to be very protective of my calendar. Mm. And when I need to do work, I've got to block it. Like I just earlier today, in fact, I, somebody had reached out to me about having a, a call with me. And so I replied back with a time, which is something I learned to do. Mm-hmm to reply back with a specific date and time rather than oh, I'm available Monday from three to from, you know, from two to six in the evening. You know, I reply back with I'm available. What about Monday at two o'clock? Yeah. And so when I send that email, I immediately go into my calendar and block it as a hold hold for John Smith. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that protects my calendar because I never know if you're one of my clients and you've got a scheduling link, you could come in and grab that spot. And I just sent an email, you know, to somebody else. And I learned that the hard way. So I'm extremely protective with it. And I only use Outlook. Yeah, I love that, Sid. It, and I'm an Outlook chick over here. That's what I use. It is Tetris. It's a hot mess, but I do exactly the same. Little hold sections, you know, for half an hour, an hour, just to make sure. And always giving yourself a little bit of buffer as well. I think that's important as we schedule, mm-hmm. you know, we, we're driven by our calendars. And if you operate in this space, you need that buffer zone. You know, you might want to grab a cup of tea or, you know, grab yourself mm-hmm. a drink or, or something, or even just step outside for some fresh air before you hop into the next meeting is certainly an, another great thing to do. So, yeah, you know, having having that calendar, I live by it. I live yeah. by it. If I did not, if my calendar died tomorrow, I would be lost completely. Oh, I don't know about you. Yeah. But, you know, Carrie, if you have a, if you, you if you do utilize a, a calendar scheduling software like Acuity or Calendly, and there's a dozen other ones, it actually gives you the opportunity to block off time before and time after. So I always say block off 15 minutes after the call is over. So so what happens is I can't get back to back. I can't get a two o'clock and a three o'clock. I can get a two o'clock and a 315, but mm-hmm. not a two and a three. So as you said, I do get the opportunity to, to get up and walk around, stretch my legs, grab some more coffee, whatever I need to do. I get a few minutes to actually take a breath. Yeah, for sure. And that's really important to utilize those softwares to do that. I use Calendly and definitely it's either 30 minutes or 15 minutes at the very least between appointments because, and not to mention, Sid, we've we've been there, we've done this. They run over time sometimes. Sometimes you need that extra five minutes to, you know, continue that conversation or whatever. So the last thing you want, exactly what you said, you don't want the two to three, the three to four, the four to five, like that's just 
mental. Yeah, not going to work at all. (laughs) We got enough things driving us crazy. We don't need our calendars adding to it, right? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And Sid, I just want to share as well, I take my calendar to another level as well. It's not just about appointments. I use it for my to-do list because if it ain't, if it's not on the calendar, it's not going to happen because mm-hmm. post-it note hell over here. Once Kerry gets started on the post-it notes, like it's, it's all over. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a mess. Yep. So I and use it's a it- good point. I do that as well. Like I do mm. that as well. Not as detailed to that. I um, like if I'm working for a client, I'll say work on this project and I'll block off time. Like tomorrow I've blocked off the better part of my day because today I realized that I'm doing a presentation on Wednesday and I haven't even started it. And I, I had that, Oh no, it's not on my calendar. I got it. So I literally blocked off my calendar tomorrow to fortunately there wasn't a lot on it. So I was able to move some things around so I could knock out that, but I'm not as rigid as you are with the to-do list, but if it's on my calendar, um, in order for me to do it, if it's something quick and easy, I'll just do it. But if I need more than a half an hour, it's on my calendar. It's the only way it's going to get done. Absolutely. And for ourselves as well, we need time like for your presentation, you know, that's part of your business and something that you want to mm-hmm. accomplish. So to utilize your calendar, I call her Sally Sunshine. So she is like a client and she actually gets a time slot religiously, like weekly, twice weekly, whatever I can fit in when I'm not, you know, serving clients. And she's called Sally Sunshine. I pretend that she's a client. So, and when I say oh, that's she, awesome. that's me and my business and she's called right. Sally Sunshine so that I mentally then get in the zone of I have to do it. It is a commitment yep. to that client, mm-hmm. which is actually my business. And I think that's a, Absolutely. a pretty cool, yeah, cool way of doing it. I love so. it. Sally, Sun- Sally Sunshine. I'm going to have to figure out a cute name for my, I just call it block time. So I'm going to have to figure out a cute name for my block time. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. It's really cool. You're listening to the Biz Nation podcast. I would love to connect with you outside of the podcast and you can find me on Clubhouse, Instagram, Facebook or LinkedIn by searching my name, Kerry Zab, or directly on my website at kerryzarb.club. And don't forget, if you need more support in your business, you can find the community on Facebook at Biz Nation Support Group. So Sid, let's go, let's go into something else for a moment. I'm just going to turn this conversation over to, I would love to know, where was Sid five years ago? You know, Carrie, it's a really interesting question. Um, Five years ago, um, I was in a place where I was mentally, physically, and emotionally exhausted. I was working in corporate America. I live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I had an amazing job. I'd worked for a really great company for 10 years. I was a senior vice president of sales. I was traveling all over the place, living out of a suitcase, but I had become mentally, physically, and emotionally exhausted. And I knew something was going on, right? I mean, I talk about this quite a bit. I don't hold it back, but you know, I'd wake up in the mornings and look at my phone. And if there was a text message from my boss, my stomach would just like drop. Um, I, I was really, I was sick to even open my email for fear of what would be there. And honestly, the thought of driving to the airport made me literally just want to go in the bathroom and throw up. I was so, I was just mentally, physically, and emotionally in a place that I knew I had to get out of. I had to get out of that place to save myself because the thing is, 
it took me a while to realize what was going on. And it honestly wasn't until after I left that job that I really realized what was going on. But what I knew was that I was not being present for my family. I wasn't being the husband and the dad that I needed to be because emotionally and mentally, I was in a completely different place and it wasn't good for me or the people that I love the most. Mm, really good point, Sid. And and I guess, you know, to be able to recognize after, like you knew something was wrong. You definitely, yep. you felt that you, you could obviously, mm-hmm. you know, what, this fear of the boss calling and not wanting to check the emails, like that's just, you know, red flags going off left, right and center. Can I ask yep. how long you endured that feeling before you made a move? Um, or even thought about making... Oh, really? A little oh. over a year. A little oh, over a year. Wow. Well, so <clears throat> what happened, and again, I love the company that I worked for. I loved the people. They're great people. And it was a great order. And I, I mean, I really, really enjoyed my job. I wouldn't have worked there that long, right? And it's not about them. It's about me. And I want to mm-hmm. make sure that that's very clear. It's nothing to do with them. It had to do with me and my joy and my love for the job, right? Yeah. Yep. But I, I did resign. And then the chairman of the board, the CEO, and my boss at the time convinced me to stay. And so I stayed. And things got better, and I felt better, and I think things were moving along better, and then they took a turn for the worse. And um, I remember talking to my wife about it. We were on a a rewards trip, and we were down in the Dominican Republic, and I remember talking to my wife about it that, you know, being around all these people and seeing their faces and having a good time with them and celebrating their success and me being part of the leadership of the company, I just looked at her and I said, you see why this is so hard for me? Because I love these people Mm -hmm. and it's so hard for me, but I came back from that trip and it just things seemed to really spiral. And I Mm. knew that if I didn't save myself, no one else was going to. So that's when I made the decision to actually leave corporate America and go do something on my own. Well, they tell us a lot and and we all need to listen to this, that we need to put our own mask on first, right? Like that's what it comes down to because, you know, it it sounds selfish and a lot of people struggle with this concept of putting themselves first, but it's not selfish because at the end Mm. of the day, if like for you and for your family, you know, to Mm. be enduring something so, so, you know, present like that, that you, mm-hmm. you and you can't get past it, you know, like we, we can easily turn into snappy toms, you know, be biting people's oh, yeah. heads off and, and just not be happy as a person. And, and next minute that turns to, you know, this whole mental health space can just completely yeah. go downhill and we turn into another human, the, mm-hmm. not the person that we want to be or can be. So yeah. see, that's that's an amazing story and thank you for sharing that. But oh, I it's do, my honor, Carrie. But I do want to say something else. Yeah. Five years ago, the conversation about mental health was not anywhere near where the conversation about mental health is today. In fact, five years ago, it was a taboo subject. Mm-hmm. We did not want to talk about it. Today, we talk about it because of the importance of, I think, what's happened with mental health in the workplace with workers and all kinds of other things. It's talked about a lot more, and I'm very grateful for that. Had I understood that five years ago, things might look a little bit differently, but, you know, it just wasn't, wasn't talked about then as it is talked about now. 
Correct, correct. And I do say it with reflection because I agree with you 100%. You're right, five years ago, you know, it was just kind of starting to hit the surface, but you're right, it wasn't Mm. spoken of. We weren't, I guess, allowed to be open and honest about our feelings, how we felt as humans. And now Mm. it's like almost the the highest priority, which is great. It's fantastic. And Mm -hmm. and I think that that's a a definite space that's moved quite quickly in the last five years to to rise to the surface and be so important. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate that first and foremost. But Sid, uh, tell us about starting the next chapter. What happened when you quit this? this, You'd been in this industry for so long and and in in that position for so long. Man, what Mm -hmm. did that look like? So it wasn't pretty. Right. Let's be clear. It wasn't pretty because I made a decision that I would not recommend to a lot of people um, to make. And if you do make this decision, I would recommend that you have conversations with your partner, your spouse, or you know, just make sure you know what you're getting into. But my wife knew that I was very unhappy. I knew that I was unhappy. And I don't remember exactly what happened, but one day I, I was done. And so I picked up the phone. It was a Thursday afternoon and called my boss and basically he answered the phone and I said, I'm out, I'm done. And I literally jumped off a, the proverbial cliff, right? I quit my job. I believe he made a decision that I don't agree with still to this day. I don't agree with, but he made a decision that the next day would be my last day. Um, and by noon that day I was gone, um, which is fine. That's their choice. Right. Um, but I didn't have a safety net. I didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew that I had to change the situation that I was in and take control of me and my life and my happiness. I had to make that choice. So I jumped off the cliff and then I took, I took some time off. I took a couple of months just to really sit back and, you know, heal a little bit, start to feel better, eat better, you know, just start to really take care of myself and then start pondering, Hey, what am I going to do? I'd always wanted to be an entrepreneur for some crazy reason. And so I just started really exploring what that looked like. And then I started on this journey of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And were you scared? No, I was terrified. Are you kidding me? I was terrified. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Walking into the unknown, creating a business from scratch, even though I was in an industry where I was well-known and well-respected starting a business from scratch. Absolutely. With no product. The product is me. Mm-hmm. The product is what's in my brain and my experience. Cause I was like started out as a consulting, a consulting and a coach. And so I, they were buying me. So it was really like my reputation and that's really, really scary. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I started on the journey. I mean, it, it was fun and it was exciting and there were great days and there were awful days but certainly, uh, no, Carrie, I was terrified. Oh, Sid, I, I completely relate. I can understand. And and such a brave move, you know, but I'm glad you took the time off. I'm glad you had that ability to take the time off. It sounds like you needed to 
find yourself. You know, a lot of people refer to it that way that you needed to find, you needed to find Sid, you know, who is Sid mm-hmm. and who, and who does Sid want to be? You know, how do yeah. you want to turn up? How do you want to help others and, you know, have that impact on, on the world essentially. Mm-hmm. So I'm super, super glad that you had the opportunity to take that time. And I have no doubt you were, you know, obviously supported by your family and your loved ones to do that. So that's, that's fantastic in itself. Mm-hmm. But when you got clear, Sid, when you had that, uh, I'm not sure if it was a light bulb moment or, you know, a, a, a particular point in time when you went, oh, that's it, you stepped in, you took it the next level again. You stepped into some training for yourself. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll tell you what the moment was <clears throat> because I think it's really interesting, right? Um, I'm not superstitious, but I, and coincidences happen. But when, and what happened was three people within the same 24 hour period as I was, because what I was calling people and saying, Hey, I, you know, I made a change. I'm exploring what I want to do. Just talking to friends and former colleagues and stuff like that. And three people within the same 24 hour period told me exactly the same thing. And it was kind of on my list anyway. And I asked each of them why. And when the third one said it to me, he happens to be the CEO of the company that I left. And when he said, this is what you need to do, I was like, like, that was it. That was it. I said, you know, we talked about why. And so I started on that journey. Um, I found a company name like the next day. I mean, I just really, and I got super excited about it, but then, then we started and Mm -hmm. as anything, you know, we started messy, wasn't really sure what I was doing. I was looking at following best practices from other people and asking other people to share like, hey, would, what's your proposal document look like? And, you know, all that kind of stuff that you've never done before as your own, own entrepreneur in your own business. And then I was coaching. I always knew that coaching was going to be the cornerstone of the company. And so if the, if the Embark stands for I'm embarking on a new journey. Mr. Client, go with me on this journey. And then we provide coaching, consulting, and training. Mm-hmm. And so coaching being the first pillar of that, um, I started coaching people. And I realized a couple of months into it that I did not know what I was doing. It felt bad. It felt wrong. Mm-hmm. It just didn't feel right. It wasn't congruent. And all of a sudden, I felt like I, the people that I was coaching, that I was their boss. I'm like, this just doesn't feel good. I need to. So then I started exploring coach certification programs. And I landed with a with an organization called IPEC. And um, I decided to invest in me because if I don't, and your listeners and anybody else there, if you don't invest in yourself, who else will? Right? Especially in your growth and your development. So I invested in myself in becoming a certified professional coach through the IPEC Foundation, which is sponsored by or affiliated with the International Coaching Federation. I walked into the room, Carrie, the first day live in person. It was a year-long program. Um, I didn't realize how much work it was going to be, but it was a lot of work. I'm very grateful for all that work, but it was once a quarter every three months. We had a in-person meeting for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I walked into this room of 20 other people and discovered me Mm -hmm. through the course of this year, through the work that I went through to become a coach started with me discovering me. And it was what, it was the beginning of Sid's transformation 
to where I am today. And I will forever be grateful to my colleagues, my friends, the trainers, and the people at IPEC. And honestly, I'll be forever grateful for me for being able to invest financially what it took to, because I freaked out when I heard the price, right? Like most entrepreneurs, when you hear something expensive, but it was the beginning of the best decisions I've ever made in my career to invest in myself and to begin my transformation. Mm. See, that is just such an awesome story. And oh my God. And Courage all the way through, not not just yeah. financial, but you know, like like you said, stepping in a room with twenty other people, and and just being open to what's next, you know, and and what what you can learn and and how you can develop and grow and and find yourself is just amazing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a great story, Sid. Thank you for sharing that. Thank I do want to ask. I do want to ask though. Was there ever a time, whether it was during that, you know, course that you undertook or, or anything else, was there ever a time that you felt you couldn't do what you're doing now other than that initial kind of yeah. imposter syndrome at the start, you know? Yeah. So there were a couple of things that happened along the way. So I fell in love with coaching. And so I got the first one and then I decided, well, I'm gonna go get another one. So right after that, I got another one. In the meantime, I had hired someone to work for me. And things were going great. We were doing business. And there was this, this client um, that, you know, you're doing outreach, introducing yourself. And I think we got referred to this particular client. We're having some conversations. And honestly, Carrie, we spent probably three months, over $10,000 US dollars in the pursuit of the client, right? Because it's a lot of work, time, investment, proposals, meetings, all these things. And at that time, I was working in a co-working space about two miles from my home. Now I'm in my home office. But I was working in this co-room space, and we'd put this great proposal together. I was really proud of it. I felt really, really good about the opportunity. Excuse me. And then one day, out of the blue, I get an email that says, thanks for your time. We've decided not to proceed. My heart sunk. Cause it was a really big consulting opportunity, right? Yep. It's something that we felt so good about it. Lesson number one, don't count the chicken before the eggs. Don't, don't <laughs> yeah, whatever the saying is, you know, I'm talking about right, Gary. So, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> so, but I felt really good about it. And so when he said, then I, then I e- emailed him separately and said, Hey man, really appreciate you letting us know you're not going to proceed. We are a young business. We're still working to get better. I would really appreciate some feedback about what would have made the difference for us moving forward. That's courage to ask that question, right? Yeah. Well, he ghosted me. He ghosted me. Oh. Didn't respond to me. So the next day, I just, I hit rock bottom. I felt, I felt like everything was going away. I was asking myself, who the hell am I to be doing this? What makes me capable of doing this? And Carrie, I remember closing the door to my office, turning the lights off and laying on the floor, asking myself those questions and going into what for the first time ever I realized was um, on the verge of a very deep depression. Wow. Right. It's when I felt truly alone, truly desperate. How am I going to support my family? How am I going to be a financial contributor to my fam? I mean, as all these things were going, I just felt miserable. And that lasted about a week. Oh, literally 
I would get up, put on a brave face, get dressed, go to the office. I'd work for a few minutes and then it would hit me and I'd do the same thing. And I would turn the lights off and I'd lay on the floor and just, I would wallow in my own misery. Mm. And I was about that time. I actually discovered podcasting, I think. And I was listening to a podcast one time while, while doing this and the guy, I don't even remember who it was. The guy said something and I thought to myself, what the hell are you doing? How is this helping? How is this helping you or anybody or your business? You've, you've checked out of your business for a week. How is this helping? Mm-hmm. And so I got up and I realized I have the ability to control this. I have a choice, right? And I came up with two questions to ask myself, because here's the thing. Bad things happen in our business, right? Yeah. We don't all have 100% great days. I mean, have you ever had a perfect day every day in a row? Nope. Yeah, we just don't. Bad things happen in our business. So what I realized is I get to choose. So I have two questions that I ask myself. When something bad happens in our life or in our business, the first thing that we have to do is give ourselves the grace to deal with that issue, whatever it is, the loss of a client, client not paying you, whatever it is, there's lots of them, right? Mm-hmm. We have to give ourselves the grace to deal with it. Well, in doing so, ask yourself the question, how low am I going to go? Because you get the choice to choose how low. I hope that no one will ever go to the level that I went to laying on the floor with the lights off because I'm giving myself the grace to deal with it by saying, okay, I'm going to experience it. So how low am I going to go? And the next question, probably the more important question is how long am I going to stay there? Mm. How long am I going to let this impact me? And so when bad things happen, I ask myself those two questions and it works. I bounce out of it, come out of it really quickly because I'm giving myself grace to deal with the bad things rather than to glaze over them and not deal with them at all or to deal with them in a way that's too dramatic. Yeah, yeah. Good point, Sid, and, and great advice on that as well. Thank you. I think um, we can all, as business owners, entrepreneurs, anyone that's giving life a go, you know, we, we all have those moments in time where we, we need to have a good conversation with ourselves and we need to get real about the situation and make that decision. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think having having gone through it yourself now to be able to share that with others, you know, is just super powerful. So, yeah, very, well, very you. cool. Yeah. So, Sid, let's let's go to the positive side and not that that was all negative because it wasn't because you, you dealt with it and, and you've come mm-hmm. out better for it as we always do. What's the vision of Sid for the next five years? What's <clears throat> in the future? Get out your crystal ball. Make a prediction. <laughs> you know, um, now is a time in my career, my business, that I've never been more excited about the future. And, you know, the last 18 months, Carrie, for entrepreneurs, especially small business owners like us, has not always been easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, with all the shutdowns and lockdowns and all the stuff going on in the world, it's created a lot of challenges, but also I believe it created a lot of opportunity and gave us the opportunity to get really clear and to do what I say is make micro pivots. I think it's important to listen to our clients, watch our business, understand where we find a lot of joy and what we find joy doing. And so I discovered that when I started my podcast Mm -hmm. and I was like, this has been on my list for like over a year. And I'm like, 
well, who knew this could be so much fun, right? I mean, it's just <laughs> like, wow, I love this. Now, mm. it was scary starting it, but yeah, I love it. But then that led me into other things. And so where I've been able to pivot my business is we no longer do consulting. I wasn't getting joy out of it, right? Mm -hmm. And we really strongly pivoted to business strategy and coaching. And so my vision and where I see the next five years going is um, a couple of things. Two podcasts that are both revenue generating because they are a strategic line in my business, right? So mm -hmm. two podcasts, um, speaking engagements at least twice a month. And that is coming true. I'm getting more and more speaking engagements. Uh, more and more either virtual or in person. I'm really excited about those. And then really focusing in on a small but powerful group of deep relationship committed clients. Mm -hmm. Right. And really zoning in on being the best I can be to help them grow their business. I don't need a hundred clients. I don't want a hundred clients. I can't do justice as a solopreneur to a hundred clients, but I can do a really good job in serving and helping 10 or 15 clients grow on a regular basis. So podcasting, speaking, and fulfilling my vision of a limited group of customers that we are impacting each other and helping each other grow. That's mm. my vision. That's cool. I love it. And Right now when we're recording, and, and this will this will air in a couple of weeks, by the way, but right now when we're recording, you're planning that second podcast. That's that's yes. in, in the works as, as we speak. This will come out and then shortly after your new podcast is going to hit the airwaves. Would you like to share the name of it and what it's going to be? <laughs> okay. So I think I just got put on the spot for a mm -hmm. timetable, but yeah, <laughs> we'll leave it to my friend Carrie to do that. Yeah. So my second podcast, I appreciate you asking the question, Carrie, very much. So um, I'm super passionate about entrepreneurs. I'm one of them. I understand the journey that we walk. And so the second podcast is called the, uh, it's called the amazing entrepreneurs club. And it is focused on highlighting amazing entrepreneurs, regardless of the size of their business. They could be a solopreneur or they could be a hundred million dollar company, right? But the focus is highlighting them and what they've been doing and how they're contributing to their families, their community, to, to our world in general, and but also focused on sharing their insights of their success mm -hmm. to help aspiring uh, new or young entrepreneurs along their journey because, and the reason I'm doing it, Carrie, is because I realized um, how difficult this journey is to walk alone. Oh, yeah. And so my focus is to create a community where other entrepreneurs can continue to support each other so that we don't have this feeling of isolation and loneliness that I'm doing this by myself when in fact, we're not doing it by ourselves. There's a community of other people that can all support each other doing it. So I'm really, really excited about the amazing entrepreneurs club coming out really, really soon on any podcast platform on YouTube, on LinkedIn, it's going to be there um, for hopefully everybody to get some good value out of it. So thank you for asking and putting no, me on the hot seat for a timetable. 
<laughs> well, I noticed that you kind of avoided the date on that one, but I'll let you slide on that. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a bit of a break. Yeah, because if I commit to a date now I and I don't do it, you're going to come after me and people are going to uh, be like, why didn't you launch it on September 1st or whatever? So let's just say <laughs> it's coming soon, guys. I promise it's coming soon. Excellent. Good answer, Sid, and and well diverted away from that huge commitment because it is, it's a big commitment. Look, look yeah. right here. Like I've got two, you're going to have two. Like this is, it's not something to blink at. You know, a lot of people think that a podcaster, you turn up, turn on the microphone and hit record. What's the big deal? There is a lot to it, right? So oh, that yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And the, and the planning, you know, you want to get your plan right. You want to turn up and, and give justice and, and, you know, serve the community that tune in well. So I appreciate that 100%. So I'm not okay. going to lock you into a date because I know what that looks like. So <laughs> that's super cool. But, but Sid, um, I do want to say that given that we're having this conversation, I expect to have a seat at, at your new podcast. So mm. Just know Absolutely. that I'll be, I will hand you about that, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I would love to have you on the podcast. I have a list going. You're on mm -hmm. that list. And you know, again, I'm being really strategic about what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. Because my first one, I didn't plan it. Mm -hmm. I just kind of did it. I mean, Carrie, mm -hmm. I remember my first one. I would love to hear your story of your first, when you started this podcast, right? And how you started. But my trailer episode that I did, I'm sitting at my laptop. I have anchor pulled up and this is, I have no microphone. I'm talking into the computer mic. Oh, excuse me. I'm talking to my phone. I'm talking to my phone. I'm reading a script on my computer, right? And here, this is no lie. I have pillows all around me <laughs> to help with the sound because I like, okay, my office is not really good conducive for podcasting. So I literally went and sold all the pillows in the house and like stacked them up all around me. So I didn't sound, you know, like I was in a hole. So, and that was, <laughs> April the 1st, uh, 2020 is when the very first episode lost. Come a long way since then, right? With fancy mics and all the other kind of mm -hmm. stuff. So. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that, Sid. I love it so much. Thank you for sharing that. That's so cool. <laughs> but, Sid, we need to move along because we're running out of time. I would like to ste step into five the fun tin, facts. The dreaded the tin. tin. <laughs> five, five fun facts about Sid. So. Mm. Ran okay. Random, random questions, random yes, questions, right? Do it. Yep. All right. So mm -hmm. I've got th three, and I'm just going to pick a couple more. Let's just go with. See, those what two. I don't understand about this is that they're random. I can't seeing you randomly pick them out of the ten. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Was that too low for the camera? I'm sorry, Sid. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> Just like, you know, are they really random? But okay, let's go, Carrie. I'm ready. Awesome. Awesome. So, Sid, my <clears throat> first question for you is what challenge have you overcome? Now, we, we've talked a lot about your journey in this podcast, but this, this, I just want one challenge that you've overcome what would be the highlight for you that's such a good question what challenge have i overcome you know what carrie the first thing that comes to my mind was the challenge and the obstacle of clubhouse and understanding that platform and mm. creating a strategy around that platform and really understanding how it is a also a strategic business tool for my business it's mm -hmm. not a social platform and overcoming that challenge and understanding that and really how to leverage it. Because in the beginning it was like, what is this thing? What do you do with it? Right. Yeah. So not really a challenge, but it was a challenge because it's brand new. Right. And yeah. now, 
you would classify me in the category of uh, clubhouse junkie. I'll say that very quietly. So I don't get invited to support groups. <laughs> I think we need a support group because it's, it's really bad. It's really bad. All right. Moving right along. Sid, next question is what keeps you up of a night time? So what anything. keeps me up at night? Yeah. Um, what keeps me up at night? Um, random phone calls from friends from around the world wanting to have conversations <laughs> keeps me up at night. No, what keeps <laughs> me up at night is um, is continuing to focus on the growth of my business and the scalability of my business. Like, how do you take a small business like mine that is predominantly service based, and how do you scale it? Right. Mm. That's the thing that keeps me up at night. And it's not in a bad way. It keeps me up mm. at night in a good way because my brain's pinging with, oh, we could do this. We could do that. What about this? Bro? What about, you know? And so I'm really trying to take those ideas and zone them into a pathway that helps the scale of our business. Mm. Good answer. And I like that it's exciting. I'm not, I'm not surprised that it's exciting, by the way. <laughs> hey, Carrie, I don't know. I mean, but listen, our brains as entrepreneurs, they just sometimes don't stop and we just don't. like get so excited about the future, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think I've shared with you, Sid, on another conversation, I will email myself if I wake yes. up in the middle of the night with a thought, an idea, because otherwise the next morning it's gone, poof, it's gone. <laughs> I can't remember. That's right. Where did it go? <laughs> oh. Sid, if you had three wishes, what would you pick? Three wishes. <clears throat> three wishes. Business or personal? Anything. Three wishes. Um, oh, that's such a hard question. Three wishes. What would I wish for? Um, well, um, so wish for the continued help and safety of my family. Mm -hmm. would always wish for the continued help and safety of my family. My daughter's off at college. My son is a junior in high school. You know, I just would wish for that. The second thing that I would wish for was, um, can I be just like kind of um, greedy, I guess? Can I be greedy? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, I want a house at the beach. I'd wish for a house at the beach. I love the mm -hmm. beach. I would love to be able to say that my second office, you know, or my office is at the beach where I can open the doors and listen to the waves because I get such oh. peace and calm from that. So I really wish for a home at the beach, right? Yeah. And then the third thing that I would wish for is um, community, the mm -hmm. continued growth of the community of podcasters, entrepreneurs, authors, coaches, speakers that I have found myself in. I would really wish for the growth of that and our ability to continue to impact each other's lives and each other's business. Mm -hmm. So the growth of our community, I would really wish for the growth of our community. Yeah. And Sid, I'm going to tap onto that just before I head over to the next question, because I am starting a program called Adopt an Aussie. So as part of your community building, I highly recommend we need a website, we need we need to get all the socials happening. You and I could do this in in, in tandem together. Like this could be yes, we could. a this could be a collaboration <laughs> of adopt an Aussie. I, I think this I think this is gonna happen. I'm gonna, I like it. I like yeah. it. Let's make yeah. it work. Let's make it happen, Gary. Let's do it. Yep. That's it. Let's build the community across the ocean for sure, for sure. <laughs> all right. The Absolutely. next 
Next question is, do you prefer, well, you've just already answered this, but you might surprise me, would you prefer a walk in the park or on the beach? Oh, definitely on the beach. Yeah. <clears throat> definitely on the beach. Yep. Yeah. It's just something about the waves and the view of the beach. And, and honestly, either not in the middle of the day, it would need to be sunrise or sunset. Mm-hmm. And I'm a morning person, so I love watching the sunrise by while walking on the beach. Yeah. And when was the last time you did this, Sid? Um, early July when I spent a week with my family vacationing at the beach. Mm-hmm. We had a fabulous time at our favorite location. Hopefully the city that we will – or the area community that we will retire to uh, one day, and it was absolutely fantastic. Oh, good stuff. All right, final question, and then you're out of the hot seat. Do you prefer trains, boats, planes, or none of the above? Being a previous frequent flyer, trains, boats, yeah, or planes? Yeah, so uh, it's a really good question. Do I prefer? Okay, mm. so I'm going to say I prefer, if I'm going somewhere, I would really prefer to go on a plane. Mm-hmm. However, I'm not going to get on a plane three times a week or four times a week like I did before. I will never do that again. I will never be a road warrior again where I would leave Dallas and go to Chicago and from Chicago go to L.A. and from L.A. go to Denver and then come home in the same week. I'm not going to do that again, right? No. Um, But I also am going to add that to that. I know how to travel. Um, I've lost all my statuses, which is just part of it, which is okay. I don't mind. Honestly, I don't mind. But Carrie, if at all possible, every time I'm flying up front. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm getting old. Maybe I'm being snobby. Whatever it is, I will pay the extra money within reason to sit in the front of the cabin rather than to sit in the back of the cabin. And that comes with... 20 years of air travel and experience in air travel. Um, I have the choice now to decide what I'm going to do. And I'm going to choose to sit in the front of the plane rather than the back of the plane. Love it. Love it. That's your choice. That's a great choice. It is my choice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I don't (laughs) want anybody to think that that's like me being snooty or snobby. It's just me making a choice Yeah. because I did travel for so long and it was so just like, I don't even know how to describe it. It was fun. But it was, and people think it's glamorous. It's not. I mean, living out of a suitcase and having two of everything is not fun, right? Mm -hmm. And leaving on a Sunday and coming home on a Saturday, it's not fun. Mm -hmm. And now that I do it with my clients and very selectively do it with my clients, I'm going to travel the way that I want to travel because it's my dime. Mm -hmm. So there you have it. I love that. I love that, Sid. That's a good one. (laughs) And Sid, we need to wrap up. But before we do, where can we find you? Where's the best place to find Sid? The best place to find me is on LinkedIn. You can find me at Sid Meadows. Um, I'm there. It's really easy. There aren't many of us. Please search for me. If you do connect with me, send me a note and let me know. Click that add note button and let me know that you heard me on Biz Nation. I'd love to know that I'm getting reach from Carrie and, and all of her support in the podcast. But LinkedIn's the best play. I'm also a uh, best place. You can also find me on Instagram if you are an Instagrammer. Though I'm not really great at Instagram. You can find me there at Coach Sid Meadows. So thank you, Carrie, for having me today. Oh, Sid, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for this conversation and, and taking us on your journey. You know, I think what we've really honed in today for the listeners is, you know, there's so many people in the world, entrepreneurs, business owners, those that are still employees in their job that have 
fantastic stories that we can learn from and I've just enjoyed yes. this conversation so much. So I appreciate you being here, Sid, and, and really appreciate your time today. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Carrie, very much. Thank you for tuning in to the Biz Nation podcast. It was lovely to share this episode with you. Remember to subscribe to catch all future episodes. And I would also very much love it if you'd leave me a rating or a review. Until next time, remember that you can also go from headache to heaven in a heartbeat.